today's episode. That was like, that was beautiful. You have a pretty singing voice no, right now there. now I'm regretting doing today's that because... episode <laughs> of The Project. Oh, wow. Dot Big Love. Oh, we're that not real. editing that. Was, like, that. That's going on oh, the no, interweb. That. No, that's, that's going on the, the interweb. Oh, Miller. Uh-oh. Row, row. <laughs> <laughs> Straight face, big eyes. That's the rule. This is take two of one that you just edited. You, no, oh, we deleted oh, the whole thing. Oh. We didn't edit it. It's, <laughs> the neighbors heard us. It was coming in so loud. Lord, we'll blow up people's eardrums. <laughs> that can't stay. That cannot stay. I'm going on strike. <laughs> this isn't a union. Get to work. You're not in SAG-ACTRA. Well, you know, if I was a doer, and then I became a leader, I might be able to strike. But because I am not, you're going to listen to this podcast and get some pocket-sized strategies with a cute little acronym to help you along. This is correct. Not cute. Enjoy. Helpful. It is cute. I think it's got cute. It's It's got energy around it. Let's just say that. Let us know what you think. I love it when you say we can edit. Yes. It always makes me very happy. Yay. We're on, Dr. Johnston. We we are recording. It is official. And I'm super excited to, to talk about yes. this. Yes. This was actually a suggestion of one of our listeners. Love it. To talk about the topic of going from doer to leader. Doer to leader. That's a big jump, right? That's a, it's an exciting jump. It's a, it, it is a usually prestigious jump. You've been promoted or you have received maybe even more, more pay with the more responsibility, with a larger voice in an organization. So it can be really exciting, right? right. So for anyone, if that's not super clear for anyone, it's really, I think you could look at it a couple different ways, but what we're mostly going to touch on today is if you're a high-performing individual, you've had aspirations of becoming into a leadership role, you are awarded that promotion, and that's it. Here you go. You're now a leader. You <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Now make everything better. Immediately. Go. Yes, go immediately. Improve the bottom line, productivity, and all of All it. of your go. past colleagues who now you're likely supervising are watching every move you make. And remembering everything you said in the yes. break room. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and outside right? of work and happy it's hour. It's true. And we've all yeah. done it. Yes, yes. And we've all done it. We've all, you know, had those moments, those human moments. But this is really about what you're going to do now. And this is assuming that there's not too much tutelage from your organization. And what we had shared prior to hitting the record button is really, this isn't comprehensive. This is, we're hoping to give you just a brief top three areas that you could consider concentrating on in those first, what would you say, Dr. Johnson, 90 days? I, I think so. I do. Like like a little pocket strategy, right? It doesn't have to be something that's approved by your organization to do. This is just 
a good practice for someone moving into a new position, especially if that position now is going to be leading in a, a, a supervisory role with people that maybe you've worked with in the past, but now it's it's broadening your horizons on whom you're going to be working with within the organization. So as you're navigating all of the logistics and technical things that you may have to align yourself to. These are things that we would encourage for observation and note-taking and, you know, seeking some discussion maybe outside of work. And we're Yes, because what we've, we, I just want to add one more thing, and, and that is really that what we've found um, a, across organizations that we're either currently working with or we've worked with in the past is that idea that when you are a really high-performing doer, they want they being the leaders at large with maybe in the organization or even maybe your direct supervisor want to offer individuals the opportunity to take the strategies and the things that they're doing that make them a high performer and you know take the next step lead the team to do more maybe even high performing across the team but they don't often give you any kind of guidance on how to do that or even maybe some first or second steps. So this has really developed, like I said, that pocket strategy, right? Dr. Miller, it is, this is something you can whip out of your tool box really quickly and just kind of keep it in mind as you're starting to maybe move through. And I love the acronym that we came up with, I have to admit. I think it's it's very descriptive on a lot of levels. And we do know research says, experience says, the skill set needed for leadership is different than the technical skill set needed for the position. Almost blanket 100% of the time. 100%. I yes. So keeping that it, in it's, mind. It's there in the research. Right. Yep. Have did, When you transitioned Keep into leadership, did anybody sit down and have that conversation with you? Because I can tell you no one did for me. No, absolutely not. I think that you probably encountered some of what I did, which was because we believe so passionately in the purpose of what we're doing that throughout my career that came through. And because I wanted to excel, um, that my supervisors would pick up on that and that it would be like, you're a natural for this position and let's put you in it and let's see what you can do. And then that was it. There, there wasn't a lot else in my development that would help take on that role as a leader. How about same, the same thing same, for you? Same, same, same. So that's the gap we're trying yeah, to fill. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And again, it's just, it's a quick pocket strategy. We we came up with the acronym. Shall we go shall for we it? Give it to yes. him real quick. Ah, oh, I love it. Thank you for letting me do that. That's so generous of you. We're calling it zap P squared. So that's with two P's zap Z A P and then a lowercase p squared. That's our formula. And we've, we've, we're gonna break it down for you really quick. Zap p squared. Three categories, four categories. Four categories, really, because that little tiny p squared, right? Um, but but we're, we'll, we'll, we got this. We, we, we've got this broken down for them. However they wanna count it, we'll let them count it. Here's the deal, go with the z. Zoom out. Zoom out. Inside of Zoom Out, we're gonna give you two things to consider. So the idea is when you're in that position and let's go teacher to principal, let's just for this example, and we can switch out the analogies as we move along, but 
you are, you're in it, you're teaching a classroom, and then you get that higher level promotion, you're in a principalship, you're needing now to zoom out. You're needing to look at two main things, your contribution to the larger organization or the larger purpose of wherever it is you're working. Perhaps that is from an ER nurse to the managing nurse on staff at a healthcare organization or, or any variation of that. And then the second thing that we said was the relationships, vertical and horizontal in the organization and the political woven structure of that. How would you say that? Right. Right. Yeah. The political, the, the political um, environment maybe. Right. And, and I love that you brought that up because it is, again, we always want to give this reminder that when we talk about the politics at work, we are not talking about, it shouldn't be a negative connotation, right? We're what, what political strategies and, and policy, uh, excuse me, political environments are at work is really what are the resources and how do we gain access to those resources? That's kind of the, the political fiber. You've got to take it down to that basic level so you don't get caught up in all the the other definitions that can come with politics or with that political environment definition that is derogatory. This isn't. This is about what resources are, are available, how do I access them? And then also you said this earlier that I really liked, and it was um, the key players. Who are, who are the key players? Who do I need to have involved in certain meetings? Whose approval is it that I'll have to seek? So I, I really, I think that's, I like that so one a lot. This is observational, in my opinion. You're zooming out, yes. you're looking yes. at the contribution, you're assessing the relationships, you're looking at the political structure, who may you have in the meeting that would allow decision-making to be made and be effective. You're not inviting them to the meeting, you're observing. Nope. Zooming out. Exactly. I love that you pointed that out. Zooming out, doing the observation, and like you said, and I know I'm reiterating this, so, but it's, I loved it that you made the connection of the contribution of what your work will provide to the larger purpose of the organization. I love that linkage because previously you, you probably didn't have to think about that, right? You, like we were talking about, it's very maybe task oriented, making sure my productivity is high, making sure my tasks are completed you know, making sure that um, the work that I'm doing is not just at standard, but above standard. So it's all been very focused on what, what operations you've been touching. And now you're taking that zoom out and looking at how that operation is going to be contributing to the overall purpose of the organization. I think you, you at one point when we were talking called it like maybe even the cog in you know this larger machine now you're understanding what other cogs it's touching and how it's really a driving force so zoom out i love the zoom okay out. a would you like to do that oh yes i would i'm sorry <laughs> i was looking at my notes so we got the z zoom out and the a is to assess for immediate impact i i know when we get in positions in new positions we start to think about all of the changes we could make. At least for me, I did. I think that was one of the things in my earlier days of leadership where I was like, wow, I can wait to get in that position. So I, you know, I would do it so differently. And really 
you come into this new position with a very unique insight because you've been doing the work, right? So you have the opportunity to share that insight, but we're not going to do that quite yet. We're going to take the zoom out and we're going to assess where we might be able to provide insight that could have immediate impact. Are there you know, ways that something could be done differently? Um, and, and what would that mean to the rest of the organization as well, right? Like what's that kind of relationship and how does it work? What do you have to add there? That, that's, I don't know that I have anything to add. I think, it, I, I don't want to reiterate. I think you did a great job speaking about it. So you're really, I think just you're assessing. You're still observing. I would encourage all people, even if you're just changing roles in a project or you're stepping into something new, I think the observation period is critical. There are individuals who have been doing something adjacent to what you're doing for longer in every situation. So just be humble, observe, look, watch, listen, until you have all the things that you need to make some decisions and see if you can actually make some change. So zooming out, assessing immediate impacts, and then the first P fits into this. Next, you're gonna look at your parameters. So where are the perceived limits of your responsibility, your control, your influence, your power, what what are they? And do you have a strong understanding of those limits and also how far you can go, right? How, how far you can kind of go out with that information. Anything on parameters? No, you, I love it. I love it. I, I think working through this model, I think the parameters piece was really important in my head because in my, when I was watching my younger self do the assessment of all these things that I, I would want to change, right? Or these things that now I'm empowered to do differently, understanding those boundaries, understanding why certain decisions are made um, in that assessment period. And then again, being able to look at the parameters in which now that they're clearly defined, I do operate. And what do I truly have the the power over to, to make a, ch a change happen? So I, I love And that. this would be the, the area where you're formulating the plan, right? So we've observed, we're assessing, and now we're formulating a plan with the parameters in mind. That would lead mm -hmm. us to the yep. second P, P squared, arguably the most fun is, go for it. Is the It's the planning. It's the absolute planning. So this is really formulating your execution strategy, right? So we've, we've gone through all of the pieces of those looking at the parameters. We're starting to really, you know, look at where the change could happen, starting to think about what we might be able to do with our team, with, with our new role in leading that team. And then from there, taking that P squared to planning an execution strategy, formulate the strategy that you're going to use. When we were talking about this, you had a very good point 
um, if you were speaking to my younger self, JVM, my the younger JJ that just got in that leadership position, who's like itching, like I'm going to get in there and I want to just change everything. And I got to the planning section. You said something that really resonated with me. Do you, do you remember I mean, what that's it was? a stretch. Sure I mean, do. how would I, do you have anything else? A little clue that what <laughs> I said? Yes. It was, it was about timing. Uh, it was about timing. And when we were talking, you know, I, I said something to the effect of, you know, you got to develop the strategy and then you can develop the timeline. And you reminded me that, you know, you, you have to really be able to plan something that might not happen immediately for you. You might, it might be that you're planning a longer term strategy that is because of budget, one of the parameters, or because of hiring in different individuals or whatever that might look like. It may not be something that you do in the next week. It may not be something that you do in the next year, but you're still planning the strategy over a long period of time. So there's a little, maybe that's the next P, maybe it's P cubed and it's like, have a little patience. I don't know. I feel like patience is like if the, you would have said that the weave. Me. Yeah. And I, I mean, over yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and that's, I'm not, not necessarily my strong suit, but I've learned that it's necessary. And I think when you're evolving as a leader, it, try to say yes, right? Like I, really do try to say yes, but it's just not yes right now. So if you need two more associates and you could be exponentially effective in what the organization is asking you to do, but I've already assessed, while that might be immediate impact, the parameters of the budget for this fiscal year are not going to allow for that. So how do we prepare for next budget season, what data do we need in alignment so that we can make that pitch and show the organization our value that we've determined in that zoom out phase, right? So I think at the end, it's really quite cyclical and you're just moving through mm -hmm. that circle again and again, trying to get different resources for your team. I think as a new leader, kind of to your point, you sort of get stuck in that. I want it now. I see all of these beautiful things, yep. but you haven't been indoctrinated to all the red tape that you're going to learn so quickly. <laughs> so that's right. really unfortunate. Right. It just and, is what it is. Yeah. And and I, I actually was going to say those exact words. It just is what it is. You There are considerations that you're insulated from until you step into a certain role in leadership and you have to be educated, do the observation, make sure that you are assessing, again, all of those pieces that we talked about. And even, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, even assessing allies versus confidants, mm -hmm. right? Who is really going to be an ally for you in that moment? Not just who has to get the, who do you have to get the approval from, but who's going to champion that voice at the table with you to have things move forward? And who can you support in the long run, right? That will help to move things forward. So I loved, I, I loved that. It speaks to the relationship piece, but definitely the planning for the long term and being patient. That was something that you brought up where we were, when we were chatting a little earlier that my younger self. Mm -mm. I was all about like, let me have the power so I can make the change because this would be so much better. And I know it because I'm living it and, you know, but really you got to look at how you can call your jets strategize. 
Yeah, cool your jets. Cool. Your I jets. have a question for you. We did. This is a. So, what's your opinion on having some of these in your pocket and and moving through this process in an approximately ninety days, and asking your new leader some of these questions after you've assessed some of it? So, as I've been observing different meetings and I've been collecting different data. I see one potential barrier for my team is X. Have you seen or heard that before? And and talking through it with that individual. Because if you're lucky, your supervisor is an ally, right? I love that. I'm going to be word police. I'm, Here we go. me. Uh-huh. Here comes the siren. I need a siren. I, I, I we're need a get siren. One. I, 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 I need it. I do. I have, along with the um, t-shirt cannon, I want the t-shirt cannon too. When we do live events, we have to have the t-shirt cannon. My word police badge that I just put on, could we frame it as an opportunity rather than a barrier? Yes. So could we, could we do that? Could we go to the leader and say, just like you said, give that debrief. This is the work I've been doing. This is the observation. I zoomed out. Here's what I've seen. I assessed. You know, I've, I've gone through this idea of looking at the parameters. Has this been considered as an opportunity that we might be able to seize and really maybe framing it from here are the benefits. Well, here's a solution that could happen. I love all of that. If they or could ping it with, and I have oh. a potential solution, if you're open to this perspective, I'm in. If I'm just listening, I've got no, that's great. Like, let me learn who you are too. Because if you're coming to me with an opportunity, I'm hoping you've got a solution to back it up. That is brilliant. Yes. Or or maybe two or three. Right. I love an right? ABC Even choice. Even maybe two or three. An eight. There you go. There you go. I love it. Well, that was fun. Yes. Zap. Zap. Zap P squared in your, in your pocket strategies. Zap P squared. Zoom out, assess immediate impact, parameters, and planning. Love it. And, and patience. Yeah. <laughs> when needed. Like that's <laughs> It's going to be the really hard one for the younger JJ. The older JJ is taking it a little I don't know. Older JJ sometimes, Rose is displeased. (laughs) She likes pretty immediate gratification. Yes, yes. And look at you, too. I mean, please call me out. Let's hear it. Let's look at the, there's a little look in the mirror that's going to be happening there, JVM, because it's true. When you, when you have a way, that you see that can make an improvement and really lighten the load for everyone. That's a, that's a good, that feels good. And we, we got to push on those more, but I think our zap, I think our zap P squared, that's going to be a good, just a good place to start. Okay. We will talk to you next time. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and please visit our website for resources at theproject-biglove.com. Be sure to like, share, rate, and leave a positive review. And if you don't have anything positive, no worries. You can skip that part. As always, questions and stories to share are welcome at theproject.biglove at gmail.com. Now for our legal disclaimer from Dr. Johnston. Best practice for change management is to be sure all parties are informed. Please be sure you discuss with your leaders or supervisors any ideas from our podcast today that you might like to use in your organization before implementing.